Ooh, are we really live now? We're live this time. <laughs> oh, so glad that y'all stuck in there with us. Hey, hey T, what they do? Yes, yes. My name is LaToya. I'm Nakia. I'm Toya. I'm Janet. Good afternoon. And we have the lovely Miss Danielle A. So happy to have her here. Y'all know how this works. We got to talk about what we're working on. So uh, me, I am actually working on doing a little um, experimenting. I started making uh, stories and reels this week. And so I have been messing around with that. I've also been on my Twitter so um, I discovered that like Twitter be bothering y'all. No, no. <laughs> Twitter be on one. So I am loving my Twitter now. So I've been present there more. Um, well, hello, hello. What does that mean? Twin Twitter be on one. What does that mean? I'm sorry. You know what? <laughs> Meaning Twitter be popping. There's a lot going on on Twitter, and you can find out a lot of information from Twitter. Yes. And you stay up to date with a lot of things, and a lot of people converse back and forth on Twitter. So, yes, yes it is popping. Yes. You, get with your Ebonics, get with the hood language now. Come on. That's fine. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> Janet, uh, and Nakia, I'm sorry, Nakia. This week, I am working on my coach's homework. I am becoming more visible on my social media. I am fine-tuning my message and things like that. Cool. Okay. Janit. Janit. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Twitter is a good place to join some VA groups, too. There is a lot of, there's, I think, three VA groups on Twitter. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Happy, wonderful Tuesday. Um, what I'm working on is um, I'm actually being selected to co-moderate a few groups in Clubhouse. So I've been um, working on that. And in addition, um, pitching some new clients. And then I joined some new groups on Facebook to have some engagement and make my services available. I'm actually Awesome. Yay, Janet. Yo, Janet. Um, I was I was watching um uh, I was I was watching a Facebook Live today, and this uh, one of um, uh, she's a fellow virtual uh, service provider, and she made thirty thousand um, dollars since last December just helping people in Clubhouse and just letting them know about her program. Thirty thousand dollars. So wow, that's okay. pretty cool. Like yeah, if Clubhouse. If that's, yeah, if that is your thing, if that is your place. Work it, work it. Yeah. Yo, so. I am um, working with some awesome producers and uh, virtual service providers to, uh, to create a Black history program for a, a nonprofit organization this month. And so we've been working on creating overlays and backgrounds and stuff like that this morning. So it's been um, very eventful and, and fun. Yes. I'm just fun. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, and the shout out to all of us, our um, sister in, all our sister in here, Jasmine, what they do, sis? Hey, what's up, T? What's up, Doreen? Thank y'all for coming through and everybody else. Miss Danielle, what are you working on this week? Sunday. 
This week I am working on writing, well, finishing up writing on Saturday and just some social media posts for the rest of the week. Nice. Very, very nice. Okay. 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 Yeah. Awesome. That social media will keep you busy. Tell me about it. Well, y'all, today we are talking about a very important topic. We're talking about healing, not just healing in general, but healing the whole you. That is Mrs. Danielle's expertise. I'll go ahead and jump in and read her bio for you all. All right. So she is a writer, life coach, mentor, truth sayer, lover of God and the universe, a woman who serves as a beacon of light to be a living demonstration of faith, love, and joy to the world. In 2012, Danielle established My Soulless Place Incorporated, a nonprofit organization that serves to bring edification, healing, and inspiration to the lives of women and adolescent girls and boys through her life coaching sessions and mentorship programs. Danielle is a life coach and mentor who focuses on bringing awareness to the whole you spirit, mind, soul, and body through her ministry of healing. She is a passion, she is passionate about guiding and supporting her clients and mentees in healing to complete wholeness through divine light, unconditional love, and truth. She serves to encourage, inspire, and uplift women and adolescents along their journey, their life's journey, as they do the work to heal from past traumas, build a positive self-image, cultivate a deeper sense self-love, and align with their true self as they remember their life purpose. Danielle provides life applicable tools in her teachings and sessions that lay a foundation for each woman, boy and girl, and can build upon now and use for the duration of their life's journey to prosper in every aspect of their life. She is also passionate about living and leading a healthy lifestyle and has previously worked in the beauty industry as a licensed esthetician and esthetician instructor. Danielle has a Bachelor of Science degree in Human Services Management and has great plans to use her knowledge, skills, and ability to be of service to women and teens in her community. Danielle is also a blogger who publishes monthly posts about her life experiences to inspire others to heal, walk in their divine life purpose, and thrive. She strives to be a positive impact in the lives of women and adolescents in her community and even around the world through her life sessions, mentorship programs, workshops, and writing. Danielle currently resides in Atlanta, Georgia. Awesome. Awesome. Welcome, Danielle. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Dan yes. Danielle, oh, we're going to have to go to, what's the biscuit spot? What's the biscuit spot here in Atlanta? Me, you have to meet up for coffee. What's that? The popular spot down there on Piedmont, Flying Biscuit. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, in I'm in Atlanta, too. I just, every, yeah. oh, see, but you going to send us some, too, Janet? I'm I want a biscuit. What's in the biscuit? Care package. I'm gonna need a care package. Okay, okay. She's gonna she's gonna be online okay, and talk right. about what she's gonna do. The biscuit party and not invite us. And not invite us. I'm gonna need a biscuit too. I'm I fat. only I said that because she was from Atlanta. Ah, 
All right. Bye. That's fine. <laughs> I feel discriminated against because I'm in Ohio. No, no discrimination. No discrimination. And we're Southern too, Janet. We so like Danielle, biscuits. my question for you. I know you like biscuits, uh, head scarf. <laughs> um, but anyway. <laughs> Um, Danielle, my first question yes. for you is, you know, I'm, I'm always humorous. So what do you find is the most areas of challenge the class has? Is it emotional challenge, trauma challenge? What, what do you find that you are from? Mm. You, you broke up a little bit. I didn't even yeah. hear that question. She said, what areas do you find that you are most healing from? Is it emotional or otherwise? Me personally? Yeah. Um, I think she means who you're working with. Okay. No, your uh, clients. With the clients, um, it's a combination, but a lot of it is emotional because most, um, well, a lot of people, just from what they have been taught, they suppress their emotions. They don't release them. And so over time it's a buildup and they become numb and so when situations begin to happen to them they they're not necessarily responding from their emotional wellness they're they're responding from a traumatic insight from what they have been doing all their life which is not necessarily serving them and so that's when they realize they're coming to a crisis in their life and they feel like their life is not moving forward. Um, nothing seems to be working for them. They're attracting the same relationships and things to their lives. And they just start wondering, like, what is going on with my life? Interesting. Okay. So with that further question, because I've heard a lot of different, um, a lot of different uh, perspectives on this. So some people say that, of course, and I'm referring to women. Women mm -hmm. always want um, a reason why you left me. Right. Men don't don't really necessarily need that. So, do you find that women, since a lot of clients are emotional, um, emotional products, do you think that women truly should do some type of decompose of you know? Okay, we broke up. He left me because da, 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 and take some type of healing process or <clears throat> think it's not really needed, that the trauma is from deep down in their lives. Hmm. Yes, they absolutely should take the time to uh, heal. And the foundation of healing is forgiveness. So a lot of times, people think about forgiveness. They have to go to the person and ask for their forgiveness. And that is not so. You can forgive in person just within your personal time. So, so that you are releasing whatever it is that you're holding on to from the relationship that you have perceived as traumatic, as negative, that, that didn't serve you, that caused you to separate from the person in the first place, that was hurtful, that you're still holding on to. Because you can only attract to your life what is within you. And so if you're going from relationship to relationship without healing the past trauma, 
that's simply what you're attracting to your life, that same trauma. It's just with a different person, situation, place, with a different name. But it's when it, when you get to the root of it, it's the same situations and quote-unquote challenges and problems that you're facing just with different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I always used to say forgiveness is not for them. It's for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. It is. Forgiveness is for you. Yeah, I was always taught too that in between relationships, you should have a little break so that you you have that time to get over or do some healing or whatever you need to do to get rid of that spirit from the previous relationship before you dump into something else. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Cause again, if you, if you're just going from relationship to relationship, because uh, a lot of people, they feel like I, I just have to have somebody when you feel that way, you're not necessarily taking the time to heal because you don't want to be alone. And there's a difference between being alone and being lonely. You do a lot of healing in your alone time. You can be alone without being lonely. And it's during that alone time that you're learning about yourself on a deeper level and understanding what is what happened to me in my time as a child and what have I carried from that through, through adulthood that has caused me to replicate those cycles and attract those same situations and people to my life, even though that's not necessarily what I want at the time. So if you're feeling, uh, how do I get out of this cycle? That's the greatest ind- that is the greatest indication that that's what you're holding on to emotionally in your heart because that's what you're attracting. So you have to get to the root of those, which I call emotional blockages. Mm-hmm. Now you say you do work with the adolescents. That's the part that intrigues me the most. Um, being a mother, um, as far as adolescents, their healing um, may come from uh, you know lots of different traumas. Right. Um, and as we know, um, adolescents don't necessarily confide in um, parents uh, when there's certain traumas that may have happened. So what signs as a parent do you look for to see that your your adolescent may have some trauma going on or may need some healing? If uh, I look at personality changes, so they were an outgoing, boisterous child and then all of a sudden they're quiet, they're withdrawn, that's the greatest indication that something happened that affected them to their soul. Or um, if they go from being a quiet, mild-mannered person, child, uh, and now they are, they have a lot of angry outbursts and they're just kind of like an attack mode with everybody that is there who cares about them. That's another indication and another thing, and another thing that I look for. We uh, should also, uh, changes in what they like to do, their interests, mm-hmm. how their grades are. Um, if they go from being an AB student to, I don't care about school, I don't even want to go to school. What is going on emotionally that has you changing is what has to be addressed. Mm-hmm. 
So my question, you know, adolescents go through those rebellious stages, right? And mm -hmm. it may be right. a complete, you know, 180 from what they normally have done. And you like, you know, they're just being a teen. But when should I start worrying? As soon as you notice the behavior, it's when you need to address it. Because children, they don't necessarily do what we say. They do what they see us doing. And so if they notice, oh, I skipped school, the school has called my mother and she didn't do nothing because she didn't believe that the, my teacher, when she told her that I skipped school, um, they'll continue with the behavior. That's just an example. So you should address right. it right away. Um, but I always encourage parents to talk to their children every single day, particularly uh, at the dinner table or before they go to, to bed at night. Just have a conversation with them. How was your day? Do you have any new friends? Who are your friends? What are you doing on social media? Who do you follow? Oh, you know, with so much stuff, they have so much exposure now. You know, the right. children now they are exposed to everything. How does that affect the healing process? Can does that hinder it? Does it help? How does that even work? It can go both ways. Um, so I don't necessarily focus on the um, the stimuli. I focus on helping them to affirm who they are. I use affirmations a lot because the mind is what governs our actions. And so anything we do first, we think about it first. And then we do it. And so if their thoughts are in alignment with the good in their life, light, love, and truth, and they feel accepted, that's what they'll follow. But it has to first start within the person. Uh, I know when I was um, raising my daughters, when they were like a, a personality on social media, I would like the personality on social media so I could see what type of person they were um, interacting with. Right. So, you know, that, that was one way of me staying connected to them, but also watching who they were around. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. You know, and so how do you suggest for parents who have a problem even speaking about their own trauma or their own life how do they now transition to be open and honest with their children so say if i was a child that never had those type of capabilities but now i have a child how do i start those steps for me opening up to get them to open to me uh, if the, if the um, parent truly doesn't know, I, I highly suggest that they do some type of counsel, family counseling or, you know, start off with themselves, just depending on how severe the concern is for the child. But definitely to have a third party that they trust to come in to help them along the process. That's what I do with uh, my mentorship program for, for girls. And even when I mentor uh, adults, guide and support them in aligning with whatever their goal is for seeking mentorship and healing. What is it you desire? Because everybody's goal is different. Um, I have a question. Um, 
I have been in, in my family, we have not gone to counselors and therapists, but sometimes I see that might be helpful. Mm -hmm. But what do you do um, when you maybe if you're thinking about and talking about going to counseling and everybody just so against it? And then for those who, who have maybe have gone to counseling and they, they just shut down or they just are able to, to kind of manipulate the counselor, like I'm kind of concerned about going to counseling. That's what I'm trying to figure out. What are these things I can do myself um, to, to, to try to help better my team? I just, I don't, I'm, I don't know. You can start. Uh, okay. So let me give you a few um, tools that I use. You can do okay. journaling, um, but also spending time with, with your team. So, even if it's just okay well let's go to their favorite place to eat and have a conversation or even when you're riding in the car with them somewhere you can just have a conversation about whatever is on your mind uh whatever is concerning you because our motherly instincts they'll never go away so but sometimes we do ignore them so whatever it is that we've been feeling in our heart we should absolutely address it um but also be you know use wisdom and how to adjust it because you don't want to push your child away to make them feel like oh my mom just want to be in my business uh and i don't want her to know what i'm doing but just go to them with the heart of concern and unconditional love um you can also uh, if it's a family member or even a close friend that your child gravitates to have okay. time with them as well. So have like a, you know, invite them over for time together, family time, however you want to call it. Okay. Does that answer your question? It does. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. And you what can I also, got also see what, what interest your child has. So if they like dance, yeah, because it's something that interests them. If you enroll them in a dance class, they'll be motivated about the dance and it hopes, helps them to open up. And they'll start talking about other things that concern them in their lives that they're going through because teens be going through a lot. <laughs> they be going through a lot. They don't necessarily share it with us as the adults because they feel like we don't understand or we're just too old, but they don't if they just understood about the wisdom that we have just from the experiences that we have lived through, once they see that connection piece, that helps them to open up even more. I have another question um, as it relates to teens um, or, or anybody, if you just respect, you um, experience a lot of rejection, 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 everywhere you turn, you just reject it on every end. Um, do you just, do you recommend just, just a lot of affirmations to try to help the person? What do you recommend? understanding why okay so i would first get to the root of why what is rejection to them and why they feel rejected okay. and also affirming who they are is very important um if you know who you are you're able to stand on that that's what you begin to exude to everybody around you it just comes naturally and so if you're feeling rejected a lot of times it's something within you that you feel is missing that makes you feel like you're not good enough. Hmm. Okay, so it starts with it you. has a lot to do with perception as well. Okay. Gotcha. Mm. 
How do we know when we're whole? Um, your attractions will change. You'll feel different about yourself as far as what you deserve in life. Um, you'll also, as far as the, your attractions changing, they'll be more in alignment with what you truly desire for your life. You'll be more intentional about living your divine purpose and really remembering what it is that you were here to do on, in earth, to be of service to others as well as to yourself. Uh, you'll stop reacting and responding to every single situation and you'll choose your battles. You'll also understand as far as your parents are concerned that they are simply a man and a woman who were once children themselves that experienced their own trauma in life. Mm -hmm. And they are navigating life the best they could. And that's what they were doing in raising you. So you'll see them from a different perspective. You won't necessarily feel like, okay, well, you were my mom, you were my dad, you should have known better. But you'll understand they were once a little girl, a little boy who experienced their own trauma that they probably haven't healed from. And that's what they passed on to me. And they were just doing the best they could with what they had. You also have the desire to keep growing, healing, and evolving because that's what life is all about. You'll see your experiences that you live through as not a punishment or um, something <laughs> like you have something bad over you or a spell or a curse, but you'll understand that your experiences, they are all created to prepare you for your purpose. Those hey. are all yes. Yes. Ooh, yes. Ooh, yes. Ooh, y'all heard that? Our experiences <laughs> are prepare us for purpose. Yeah. Danielle, yes. Danielle has a question for you. Her name okay. is Tashonda. Tashonda, um, why am I messing up her name? Tashonda wants to know, can you explain the difference between counseling and your mentorship? Absolutely. I, I do have, I'll say probably about 95% of my mentees have been through counseling and therapy, some for a short period of time, others for um, years. And then they started mentorship sessions with me. And they noticed right away, um, you know, within a few sessions, the differences. Um, so with counseling, a lot of counselors and therapists, they focus on the person's needs. So every person has three basic needs, um, the need to be heard, the need to be wanted and accepted, the need to be loved. And so the number one need that a lot of people have that is not fulfilled is the need to be heard. So that's why within counseling, uh, the counselor and the therapist, they'll Focus on listening to the client and there'll be a, a feedback. Uh, I can't think of the word right now, but there'll be a mirror of feedback for them. And they'll also give them some life tools. With mentorship, I focus on the whole person, your spirit, your mind, your soul that is present in your body. And so we get to the root of your connection to the physical world and the spiritual world. 
uh, all of that is affected when we go through traumatic situations or we have experiences that we process as traumatic. It's just not our feelings were hurt, but it also affected our spirit. It also affected our soul and our emotions. So if all of us is not healed, then we're not going to feel like we're process progressing in life permanently, basically, continually. It'll just be a short-term feeling of, okay, I have someone to listen to me. I'm being heard. And she was able, he, she or he was able to give me these exercises to do. It's more so digging deep within you as far as what I do with mentorship on a spirit level to understand what am I holding on to that from my past, um, why did I perceive that experience as negative or traumatic? I have a question. Okay. What is the difference between spirit and soul? Okay, your spirit, those words. Okay, so your spirit is the truest form of who you are. Your spirit can only be light or dark, never a combination of both, and your spirit is eternal. Whereas your soul, it houses your emotions, your free will, and your and the knowledge that you have gained over your life. So all of the experiences that you live through is processed through your heart. Your heart is the the bridge between the spirit world, the spirit world and your physical world. So whatever you go through, it flows through your heart, your spirit and your soul. Well, so you said the spirit can't not be good and bad. Is that what you said? Right. It's either it's either one or the other. You can have attachments that can be bad. So even if your if your spirit is pure light, you can have negative attachments. Interesting. That begin to dim the light. Uh, most of the time, there are emotional blockages. So once those emotional blockages are are identified, they can be healed and cleared. I have a controversial question. Okay. <laughs> okay, my controversial question is based on the spirit thing. Spirit, the spirit definition. Do you feel like a person who has bipolar has negative attachments or that their spirit is one or the other? Hmm. It could be both. So their spirit can be rooted in darkness or it could be someone whose spirit is pure light and they have negative attachments. That's what it is a lot of times with bipolar ism that uh the the person spirit is light but either through some type of influence it could be some type of uh ceremony they did um like people Yes, I was just about to say that. People do a lot of things that they feel is not harmful, and it actually is, because yeah. nothing happens to them right away. But if you're playing with a Ouija board, I guarantee you, even if you don't see the spirits come out of it, they come out of it, and a lot of times they attach to your spirit. You don't realize it until you start having these crazy thoughts, and yeah. you start doing these crazy things. Mm -hmm. Or you so see them you're trying to sleep. So I have a question. I, I clearly I don't know a whole lot about um, like mental illnesses and so forth. But mm -hmm. I, 
So are you saying that in general, mental illness is, is a spiritual matter mm -hmm. or is it chemical imbalance? Right. What um, the origin of it is spiritual because God created us, created us to function at 100% health. Um, so it could be a matter of generational curses, whatever was going on with our mom when she was carrying us because whatever she's going through, that's what we absorb when we're in her womb. Um, that's why with, with infants, I don't know if you've ever experienced an infant, they just be so angry. Their cry is angry. And then there are other infants, they're just gentle natured. They cry, but it's not angry. They cry because they're hungry or they want to be held. They need to be changed. You can tell a distinctive difference. Um, it can also be influenced from people that are caregivers or their 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 family. That's a very interesting viewpoint. Very interesting viewpoint. Well, you know, if you ever posted anything um, about like you know people that are they think they're possessed and stuff like that, they often get it misdiagnosed with mental illness right so mental illness it looks the same as someone going through something spiritual right that is true, that is true. i know but we were then, looking you know, doctors things. such as the therapist the psychologist the psychotherapist they're not trained to uh do a spiritual analysis they're trained to treat you with medication and diagnose you mm -hmm. because they are medically trained Whereas someone in the spiritual world or a healer, a spiritual healer, that's what they're going to look at because they realize your spirit is the truest form of who you are. So everybody's spirit is light. It's either through influence that the spirit is changed to darkness or you have these malattachments that work to darken the spirit. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. That's very interesting. So, cannot uh, get them demons out. That's, that's what they can do. So, Daniel, um, mm. this is interesting, and I do feel like it's a little controversial um, because I, for me, um, I, let me just say, I had a, a close friend in college, and all I knew was church. All I knew was the spiritual route, you know. So, when I saw things that looked um, out of place as far as her her, her personality, mm -hmm. you know, the way. She and when I saw what I thought looked like darkness, I fasted and prayed. That's all I knew to do, right? Yeah. And so we did a whole bunch of that. We did that for years. But what it came down to is she went to a doctor and she was given some medication and it helped to just, you know, bring her to who she really was. How do you know that, that praying and that fasting and that itself was the healing to get her to go to doctor? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just think that I just seen some couple instances based on my background and based on I see people like go to the doctor I've seen um I've seen some healing take place so do you feel like um you the use of medication is not in any way a form of healing or, or help I just want just I'm trying to understand. I don't think that it's not appealing or it's not helpful if that's mm -hmm. what um the person chooses to do I mean everything life is all about choices and so if that's what you feel you need that's what you know works then absolutely do it i just okay. understand just from a spiritual aspect nothing that we experience in the physical world 
just happens. Everything originates in the spirit first, and then it manifests in the natural. That's what we see. Got it. Doreen has a question. Okay. Doreen's question is, is prayer enough to get rid of negative attachments? Is prayer enough? Um, it just really depends. Um, it can be. It just depends on how deep the attachments are. So again, it's a case by case individual situation. It's not really a, a blanket answer I can give. It's this really depends on each person. I think that's a perfect answer because that's just the truth. That's right. Yeah. Everybody's faith level is different and everybody's um position in the church is different in, in what they know and, and what they believe and all that. So, you know, different prayers can be more powerful than others. Doreen, you know we like using We sisters. You already know. <laughs> and the other thing is, um, there is a difference between religion and spirituality. So Amen. If you are, if you're just praying based off of what you have learned from religion, you may feel like over time it's not being effective because, you know, religion, all religions are man-made, whereas spirituality, you're developing and honing a relationship with the uncreated God. Mm. That's good. Yeah, that is really good. Who here feels like they're whole? Hmm, that is a good question. Um, I, I, won't feel like I'm more, I think I'm more whole than I used to be. But I do feel I probably need to work in areas to be completely, completely whole. So yeah. I, I, I'm about 90, 90-ish. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm whole. I've went through a lot. I've, I I have faith, and I have my meds, and I know I need them. <laughs> I have an understanding of what is my issue, and and I don't have any um unrequited feelings about certain things. So I feel like I'm I'm whole. Toy, you heard that word before? Unrequited feelings. What? Listen, I packed right on by that word. I was like, mm mm. <laughs> <laughs> Unrequited. Awesome, Nakia. That return. Got it. Got it. So I, I feel like we're kind of the same vein. I feel like I I can remember being less whole. Yeah. You know, I, I realized my shortcomings. I realized blah 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 blah. And I just worked to it. I, I wonder, is it is it possible to ever be fully whole, Danielle? Absolutely. We are all whole. We came well at before our conception, we were all whole. Um, we are all whole. And it's through our experiences how we perceive them when we uh, perceive them as traumatic and we separate from our true self. Our true self is who God created us to be before our um, conception. When we separate from our true self, that's when wholeness, we're not completely whole. And so when we decide, okay, I'm ready to begin my healing journey. That's what the work that you're doing, you're working towards being completely whole in every in all aspects of your life. So you're not just focusing on 
of certain aspects of your life, everything comes together as a whole, as one. Your spirit, your mind. And I think that's why forgiveness. That's why forgiveness is so important because if you tend to hold on to things that don't have nothing to do for you, I mean, do with you, you harbor them and then they harbor and they make kind of like a, I don't want to say a cancer, but they kind of make a sore. And then any little inclination that somebody else does that's similar to that, festers into that. So now you've grown it from this little small dot and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and then before you know it it causes you to blow up someone that you didn't necessarily need to blow up on that's right you know no matter what minuteness whether it's a relationship or friendship forgiveness is is thoroughly starts in you and then once you heal whatever the situation is then you start to be you start to make yourself whole because then immediately you see that that thing that sparks you to be like, oh, no, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. That's right. And that's why uh, I totally agree with you 100%. That's why forgiveness is so important because whatever we're holding on to, it doesn't go anywhere. It stays within us and it does fester and it can turn into physical disease in our bodies. And so that's why it's important to forgive and to release because forgiveness will never be for anybody else but ourselves to help us continue to to heal to love unconditionally and freely mm-hmm. so it's uh, some of the emotional from the um the emotional blockage what are some of the diseases that it causes in our bodies any um it could cause any disease just depending on whatever the emotional blockage is uh, will determine how the disease will manifest in the body. So the um, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. Uh, for women, the number one disease, which is also known as a silent killer, is heart disease. So uh, the heart is the bridge between the spiritual world and the physical world so and it's also where our soul emanates our soul houses our free will our emotions and our knowledge and so if we're holding on to all of the mal emotions that we have carried absorbed and exuded from our traumatic experiences we're not doing any work to try to release them we're just holding on to them and suppressing them that's what develops emotional blockages directly in the heart. And so over time, it just begins to cause disease within the heart. And I I truly believe that's why um, it's one of the number one killers of women because we are emotional beings. And a lot of times, um, just depending on our upbringing, we're taught, don't cry, be strong, hold it all in. And that's what we do. And over time, it just gets to a point where it becomes like a missile that has all of this pressure. It could take one mm-hmm. little situation. Somebody stepped on you for that work and you just explode. Let them have it. Yes. yes. <laughs> or someone who reminded you. It could be something as small as someone reminded you of someone from your past. 
and you you, you, and you notice that you do not like them yeah. and you treat them how you wish you would have treated that other person because you want payback. Yeah. That one hit home for me because uh, uh, I, I do I do think there is some truth in that, you know, from a person that is um, battling that disease, honey, I uh-huh. do think there's some truth to that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. You have given some great insights on some great different things. I'm glad that I'm already on my way into dealing with some things that I've already had to deal with, but I've yes. been practicing some of the things that we kind of, so it was good to know that I'm on my way. And Doreen yes. wanted to say, I'm on the path. I took a big leap. This My purpose is so clear now, and what I need to work on is clear too. And I've also yes. found, sometimes you don't even have to talk to people. So like if you invite the just be quiet. Don't say nothing right. to them, because I think for me, I think eventually it comes to their mind to be like, you know, she seems a little different. Right. Okay, so something I let me check myself, and I, I found that to work as well. So right. sometimes you don't have to say anything. That's right. Silence is everything. A lot of times, especially when you realize that someone they're not at your level of maturity anymore, and so it's just almost a waste of time to say anything to them you just have to let them believe what they want to believe and pray for the best with them pray that they they heal and they begin to mature and grow mm-hmm. that's called taking the high road yes ma'am. yeah yes yeah. choosing the battles <laughs> yeah that's good um so pause for just a moment and get into some announcements and sponsors that we want to talk about. Announcements? Are we at church? <laughs> that is good. It's not funny announcements. Oh, you go. Hey, Maker, did you not hear we just had church? Did you not hear <laughs> church? <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> All right. Up. First, um, we are going virtual with our conference, and you are invited. Everyone is invited, and we look forward to seeing you on June the 5th, 2021, online as we host our first conference. Yes, y'all. And who is this conference for? This conference is for the virtual community. If you are working um, entrepreneur, um, whether you're a virtual assistant or freelancer, um, any of those type of virtual, you know, jobs and stuff, this is going to be phenomenal for you. There's going to be jam packed. As you can see, the lineup is amazing already. Tanya Franklin, Tasha Booth, Jacinta Paris, Peggy Ray James. Listen, it's going to be popping as we like to say, popping. Nice. All right. Next, we have Zip Up Up. Oh, it's that Galentine event. Yes. That will be this um, Saturday, not Sunday. Oh, okay. We've got to fix that. 
not 2020, it's 2021. <laughs> so y'all, this Saturday, February 13th, 2021, um, we are hosting a Galentine event. We are going to have all things beauty. We're going to have some candle vendors. We're going to have some, uh, I think we're going to have some um, makeup people. Or who else have we have on the lineup? We have uh, this wonderful young lady that creates <coughs> journals. You know, Danielle talked about journaling. So she's written a couple books. She's created some journals. So we have, uh, you know, a myriad of different vendors. Yes. Yeah. So if you would like to be a part, um, say you sell anything like uh, purses, shoes, clothing, makeup, hair, all things girl, um, definitely you want to one, attend. And if you do sell them, you want to be a vendor. Yes, yes, yes. Awesome. And I put the, the it's an event, right? I put it in the comments. Um, if you click on the link, you'll be able to register. Yes, yes. Yes. And I think one more thing um, we wanted to share as it relates to Soulful. <clears throat> you know, if you enjoy um, watching the show, if you've decided, if you've thought about coming on the show, you definitely have the ability to, we invite you to go to chat at soultiful.com and um, let us know that you want to come on and, and have a conversation that will be impactful, that will be helpful to the audience. All yes, right? you're definitely always welcome to any new ideas you want to hear about, any any topics that you want to talk about. If you know someone that would be awesome for our show, let us know. Um, if you yourself would like to be on, definitely just hit that email and we will definitely love that uh, feedback from you. And, and last, since, since you are talking to her, you might as well tell us a little about this girl right here. <laughs> That's me. That's <laughs> uh, so that is me. This is a Yotel Services where we, um, Lord, I done forgot my little tag. Hold on, give me a second. <laughs> yes, we strive for freedom and flexibility to beauty business owners um, by strategic thinking, planning, and execution. See, you can't be putting me on the spot like that. Like Absolutely. Be ye also ready. Be also not never ready. <laughs> There's my website, Yotel.com. Oh. Please go there. It was made by me. And you definitely um can see, you know, the services that I offer and book a call with me. Yes. Very, very nice. All right. So Danielle, yes. you have a special offer for us as well. We would love to hear more about that. Okay. So uh I am offering $200 off any of the sessions from my Mentor Me set. So the sessions for the Mentor Me set, the minimum you can get is four sessions at a time and a maximum of 20 sessions at a time. So if you decide you want to begin your healing journey with me through mentoring sessions, you can use the offer call code Soultiful and you'll receive $200 off your investment amount. And it's valid through um, March 30th. Fantastic. And where do they go to retrieve that special offer? Um, my website, mystylistplace.org. And you want to click on the My Healing tab and scroll down to Mentor Me. Click on the title, Mentor Me, and it'll take you to the rest of the form request. 
fill it out, submit it, and I will contact you. Fantastic. And I told the Sultiful guys to get the special deal. The Sultiful. That is a whole $200 off. Do y'all yes, hear that? Yes, ma'am. get this mighty. Y'all gonna get it, get it, get it, get it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome, awesome. All right. Did y'all have any last questions or last remarks? No. I, I just want to say that um, like healing is possible for each and every last one of us. Um, we can be whole. And I'm, I'm so grateful that Daniel today gave us some awesome, really drill down to earth and gave us some very, I feel very simplistic foundational yes. things to help us with our wholeness. Thank you. you know? Yeah. And I really appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for having me. I try to be down to earth. I don't want anybody to think like, oh, she's so high that she doesn't relate to us because that that is not me. If you look at my Facebook page, I have my name as Simply Danielle because I'm a woman just like all the other women in the world. I go through situations and experiences. The difference in me since um, I began my healing journey is that I use my healing tools to navigate my experiences so I can keep my peace. Um, process hey. and thrive and that's what I encourage and help my mentees and my life coach clients do let me just say that that, that healing thing that like God gave that to us is one of like the, the fruits of his spirit right. like healing is ours so don't let no husband don't let no mother-in-law you know right. what I'm saying no children no pets yes. nobody take your healing I mean you're your, your peace, your joy, right. your love, those are gifts. That, right. that came, that's your gifts, you know? Right, yes. absolutely. Yeah, the, the hold you, the whole you, let me say it one more. <laughs> the whole you is found in you. That's right. Oh, oh. Whole <laughs> where, my, where my big oh, shoe yeah. at? Where I can throw it? And you and you <laughs> thought we wasn't having church. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Ooh. You know, people think to hold them is found in somebody. No, it's truly found in you. Yeah. For some reason, I have like an image of a bag when you're talking, Danielle. I could just see that peace in that bag, that love in that bag. That's my bag. Like, don't take my bag. Yes. (laughs) I like that. Toya, you like that? Something I said? Yeah, I like that. Yes, I did. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We got to get off of here. We got to get off of here. All right, y'all. Well, for coming make sure you like comment share and subscribe and make sure you meet us right back here every tuesday on soulful four o'clock eastern standard time yay bye guys thank you bye bye thank you danielle thank you danielle thank you for having me